You're listening to Sharni Vision Podcast, a Punjabi lifestyle podcast where I spotlight a Punjabi living their aligned life. Sashri and welcome. I'm your host, Supreet Sohi, skin therapist and life coach. On Sharni Vision, I bring you a new guest each week to share their courageously aligned journey. My goal is to share their journeys and stories to awaken your inner lioness or lion to follow its soul's purpose. Let's join the conversation. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. How's your morning going? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, everything's great. I'm so glad we connected. I finally figured it out. Who's who? What's going on? <laughs> Same. to talk and chat with you. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how your morning going? What's your morning routine? So, oh gosh. I, I mean, this morning I got up a little bit later than usual because I ended up going to an event and it was just one of those so I ended up I ended up going to this event and I went to go see Jay Shetty a couple of weeks ago and he said, which really resonated with me, but he made a point of saying anytime he goes out now, he considers what the purpose of him going to that party event, whatever it is. Hmm. And I thought, okay, so I didn't want to go last night and I was just humming and hawing. It was raining all day and I thought I don't really want to get dressed up and deal with my big brown Indian hair because of the rain. <laughs> and so I thought my purpose to go to this event is to meet some new people in the industry. Mm. And I actually had one of the best conversations with this woman last night where I'm not even kidding. I had goosebumps up my neck when I was talking to her. Oh my God. So can you share about the conversation or like what was the, the event about? Yeah. So it was an event that my friend was throwing and it was for, he works in PR and, you know, he was putting an event together for a client. And one of the clients that happened to be there works in the TV industry, TV, film. And as you know, Sorry Not Sorry got optioned by a production company and we're working on the TV pitch. And so I was telling her about this and she's embedded in the industry. She knows where the the tv and film industry has pivoted now so that when we're telling stories particularly of those who are people of color that we're no longer telling those stories that you know you and i grew up watching with stereotypical roles particularly in the south asian community because i don't want to tell those stories mm. and she just looked at me and she said in 18 months your show is going to be on tv and I was, yeah, and I, I was just like, who are you? Who are this magical oracle that just came out of nowhere and, you know, said that to me? So it was just, and then it was interesting because at the event, they had a tarot card reader and mm-hmm. she went to go talk to the tarot card reader after and then came back and I said, how did your tarot reading go? And she said, the woman told me that I'm a miracle worker. That's exactly what the tarot card reader said. So it just was one of those moments where I've never met this woman. She was there and I, I finally went to the event and she just gave me this message that I felt was coming from the universe and really like 
it resonated with me to the point where I thought, okay, this is happening. You know, like I, I, mm. I can see this happening and now someone that I don't know is seeing it happening. Mm, I love that. I know we, you mentioned that, that, you know, it's yeah. uh, picked up and you know, the yeah. process, the journey and everything just aligning and synchronicities, you know, it just, uh, yeah, it gives, yeah, yeah. Goosebumps is definitely the word. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like, it's chills, it's goosebumps. And I think it's also your intuition. Mm -hmm. I've been talking to a lot of friends about, I don't know if you have this, but do you sometimes confuse feelings of uneasiness and they're actually your intuition, like your, yes. your, your gut feeling, Yes. you know, and I think I've only learned this as I've become older as a woman that when my stomach is quote unquote upset, it's actually my my gut feeling, my intuition kicking in. I don't know if this happens to you. Definitely. I think when we, I mean, yes, we're not used to that kind of feeling, right? And we just mm -hmm. don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Typically, we're to told to ignore it, you know, or yeah. we really don't know what kind of, but yeah, your gut feeling and uh, listening to your body and what is trying to tell you, like, yes, mm -hmm. it's going to be scary, but keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, as I'm starting to appreciate the value of my body as I've gotten older and what goes into it, that I realize that your, your body's really magical. So it knows, for instance, when you're manifesting or when you really want something and, you know, when you're thinking about it and dreaming about it, your, your body is holding that just like it holds heartbreak, happiness, sadness, all of that stuff. It also holds your dreams. No, oh, yes, definitely. So let's go back now so the journey of yeah. creating this book before I you know this is the the next step in yeah. the show but <laughs> the actual birth of the book share mm -hmm. that journey with us well it's so interesting that we're doing the podcast on April the 6th because today's my book anniversary it's actually been a year <laughs> I'm sorry not sorry I know and I happy anniversary thank you and you know, just to think about the birth of this book, it's been a year and it just, it flew by. I, I think that for me, a lot of it was, okay, I wrote this book during the pandemic and I managed to get an agent and then it landed in the hands of Simon and Schuster. And then probably six months later, it was published. And my journey, you know, is very different than another author because, you know, oftentimes, depending on who the author is, it can take like years or months or days, whatever it is, everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And I'm very thankful that my journey happened to me the way that it did, because I was able to really, I think, accept what was happening to me because I was a lot more mature at that time and really mm. able to grasp and understand that I'm not after the fame of selling books or being famous. I really just want to tell strong South Asian stories that are not seated in stereotypes. And that's, yes. that is sort of the, the birth of Sorry Not Sorry. That's why I wrote it. That's why my protagonist, Manny, is the CEO of a breakup company when oftentimes, you know, the South Asian culture, we're dealing with the Sima aunties who are trying mm -hmm. to hook us up and match us up. Well, my protagonist is breaking people up. She's unmatching people. So for me, it was telling a story in a space where people could see us as South Asian men and women and every role doing everything and anything that we wanted. 
yes, I literally could not put that book down. Like oh, the minute I got it, I, we went to a weekend getaway with my sister and, you know, they're having a whole family thing and I'm sitting on the deck and smoking my blunt and reading it like, <laughs> oh my God, girl, I was so into it. And so share the story with me. Like, you know, it. there's so many key points, like you mentioned the protagonist, you know, these elements of clothing and you know the wordage and verbiage everything like that it it resonated so much with me oh thank you thank you and you know i think um why i wrote it the way that i did is and maybe this is something like you could also also agree on is that the pacing of the book was very quick you know if you mm-hmm. if you read it it was done in a way that i wrote it so that the characters had a lot to say Right. So there was a lot mm-hmm. of banter. And I did that because I really always saw Sorry Not Sorry as a TV show. You know, to me, I mm-hmm. thought if I wrote the book and the book is as successful as it will be, but I really wanted to shop this as a TV show. And I thought that if I made it easier for a producer to see this with the characters already having a lot of banter, that that's how it would get into the hands of the right person. So I wanted to make it a commercial book in the sense that it had to basically branch off into something else. And so I really created these characters like Manny and Sammy, uh, Rajiv, Elion, like, uh, you know, Manisha, um, Anjali, they were, they're all characters to me that I thought, and let me know what you think, that really needed to be on a small screen. Oh, yes. Oh, girl, like, I'm (laughs) reading the book, I had, you know, going on. So I, I can see your vision. And I love that you were thinking ahead. Because sometimes, you know, creating a book or writing, you know, you just get caught up with just writing, you know, but you don't think about the long term of what this book can actually do. And you thought about that. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I think I had to because the thing is that what I also realized that the space for South Asian authors is really, really small in the book world. And, you know, it's it's not. Uh, like at least from my point of view and everything I say is like the perspective of what I've gone through. It's not like the, the, there are a lot of South Asian authors that make the New York times bestseller list. You know Um, it's not like a lot of South Asian authors end up on the USA today list. We, we rarely make those lists. There are some authors that have made those lists and I'm very, very proud of them. But to, for me, for my book to be on that list, I knew that it was going to be very rare, like hitting the lottery. So I had to get my brain to a point where the book needed to branch off and make money in somewhere in another space where I wanted to be part of. And that was television. And that's why I wrote the book the way that I did. So when you talk about like the food, the dancing, the clothes, like sort of like the Bollywood style of it all going into a book, I wanted someone to imagine that on the small screen. Yeah. And girl, you even had the little twist at the end. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> God. I was like, ah, oh, this is totally up my alley. <laughs> Okay, can I just tell you I didn't know that was coming? Like, that's a mic drop moment for even me. I had no idea that was coming. Really? Yeah, I didn't know. I was, like, writing, writing. I'm like, oh, my God, this needs to happen. I had no idea that was going to happen. Oh, so you love that, though. You know, I think that is, you know, you have to listen to your heart like we're talking about, you know, and just have that feeling to write it that way. It really made the the ending much more what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it just ended perfectly. 
I guess oh, the word thank is. you. Yeah, I guess like, you know, it's every author, every writer, every creative has their own way of, I guess, like storyboarding things. And I didn't, you know, get any sticky notes and put them up or anything. I didn't know where the story was going to go. I knew that Mandy mm. was going to own a breakup agency. I knew that she was not going to have her parents in her life. I knew that she didn't grow up with Indian family, friends, and she didn't have them as she got older. And so that's all I know. That's all that I knew. I didn't even know she was going to end up with Sammy. You know, that was not, that was not mm. even something that I had predicted. So the, the moment that that other reveal happened, it was something that came about because the story needed to come together in a way that really offered closure, I think, for Manny's mom as well. Mm-hmm. And on a, yes, it was a closure for a lot of things, I think, you know, that you put in there. Like, you know, there was times I, I remember I had to put your book down and really, it made me think about my own journey, you know, like the friendships, um, um, the different angles of friendships and um, the different scenarios, it just makes you reflect on your own journey and what we first and second generation immigrants go through. Um, yeah. And the thing is that like, this is, I'm glad that you can relate to it. And, you know, we have to also keep in mind that this is my story. You can relate to it. And maybe some of your friends can relate to it, but it's also okay if you're Indian and you don't relate to it. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's important to understand that whether you're South Asian Um, you know, whether you're um, African-American, whether you're Caucasian, whatever you are, not every Smith, Jones, Singh, you know, has the same story. We don't have the same, like, traditions in our home. You know, we don't, like, the way that I celebrate the Vali with my family versus how you celebrate it, if you do or don't, doesn't make it right or wrong. And I think that's what I was trying to get across in this book is that, I just remember I was reading a couple of reviews, which like you should never do when you're an author. And <laughs> some of the, there was this one girl, you know, and I remember her name, I won't say it now, but she was so upset that I had written and, you know, portrayed the South Asian culture in this way. And I, I made it mm. a point of saying like throughout all of my interviews, even in the book, there's several, like notions of where Sammy says, this is the Patel perspective, right? Because Mm. to me, this is the way that the Patels celebrated their wedding, their week long wedding festivities. It's not a cookie cutter for every South Asian family or individual. Yes. And, and I, to be honest, I, to be honest, I felt like that was definitely, you know, yes, every family is different and Mm -hmm. did a great job portraying that you know everybody's way of uh how they and yes you're right I felt it was digestible for anyone really it it's a good heartfelt that Uh, anybody can read (laughs) thank you that means a lot and it's funny because my editor for sorry not sorry is Italian and she actually said to me that the reason she picked it up as one of the books for her roster this year was that she as an Italian woman went through so many of the scenarios that a lot of what she was reading in the book 
had actually happened uh-huh. to her. So she, you know, wow. as a single older Italian woman, she would often go to these family gatherings and sometimes mm. like her aunties would say to her, like, why aren't you married? When are the kids coming? When are you going to have a boyfriend? And so she really resonated with the like second generation of being an Italian woman and having this pressure on her you know first generation second generation whatever it is like being sometimes felt like you're in a bit of a pressure cooker and you have to not just carry on these traditions from your family but the expectations sometimes that come with the culture and perhaps even your own family oh yeah definitely yeah and I feel like you know not putting an age range to it but like you're and 30s you know this book can relate to them you know they're going through this and yeah. as you know growing up we never had books that we could actually relate to um and share yeah yeah friends and family or cultures because it was either just for us you know and it like the other culture couldn't understand it but your book does a really good job of blending that and Thank relaying you. that yeah Yeah. And I think that that's exactly what you're saying is that we didn't grow up even able to access those resources of books that had stories with people like us in it, let alone even on the cover of the books. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like grew up reading Judy Bloom, a lot of like R.L. Stein, Christopher Pike, and all those stories, at least the books that I read had blonde haired, you know, blue-eyed men and women. And that for me was what I wanted to look like, what I wanted to be. And, you know, I don't want our generation, like if, you know, when I have kids to grow up thinking that they need to not be Indian. And that is what I was thinking, at least from my point of view, and it'll be interesting to get yours, is how Manny sort of felt is that she kind of got sucked up into this world that her parents really wanted her to live this all-American dream and didn't have access to being Indian and suddenly she lost herself in the American culture oh yeah definitely I think we go to also keep our parents happy and do that but we get lost of trying to find ourselves within this um do we want to be totally American like you don't want to do that either you know you want to keep culture so that struggle of what do I do how do I blend this and now since is going, I feel like it's becoming a little bit more easy. But back then it was just, yes, you you had families that are, were not adopting the culture. We're just adopting to the culture we're living at. Or no, we got to right. keep our roots alive. The other. Um, right. And there was no middle. There was no. Uh, though. There's no examples in it. There was no conversations to be had. Right. We yep. couldn't get mm-hmm. into a place where that was something we could even discuss. And also we didn't want to because everything we watched on TV was the Kelly Kapowski's, the Zach Morris's, like the cast of Dawson's Creek was all Caucasian. Like we were growing up in a space where it wasn't quite cool to be anything but white. That's really exactly what we grew up in a space watching and seeing and reading. Your book gave me friends vibes. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and even like think about friends. The entire cast was it like Farns was Caucasian, right? The entire cast. Yeah, yeah it was. Like l- the last time I checked, my friends don't look like that. Do your friends look yeah. like that? <laughs> no, I mean, like I think the closest one that now is like prime. Uh, four more shots. 
Um, I have. Oh, I loved it. I was so sad that that's the last season. What? No way. Yeah, yeah. I did not hear that. Yes, it's it's the last season. I know. I was so sad. Wait, so let's talk about you now. So are you, do you have like ideas you want to play your characters or visioning it, manifesting it? Well, yes. And so it's interesting because I put the TV deck together. Like the timing of this podcast is just so amazing. I literally put the TV deck together a couple days ago. We hit send um, to the networks on Tuesday. And in that pitch, I put together who I think sort of has the look and feel of each of the characters. So I, for Manny, it was um, Melanie Chandra. Are you familiar with her? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I kind of pictured her as being Manny. W- w- what do you think? What did you think? Yeah, Who I think that's, I mean, okay, you, so I thinking you're thinking, the yeah. writer. You have to, you have a vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because everyone's, all, you know, everyone always says, oh, what about Mindy Kaling, Priyanka Chopra? And that's great. I have loved yeah. what they have done so much for South Asian women and just being able to create this space for our shows and our voices to be heard. But there's so many more other actors and actresses. And so I really wanted them to have an opportunity. So I picked a lot of quote unquote underdogs to be in the show. I love that. And that's how I kind of spaced out the deck is that I really wanted to have up and comers who have actually been like Melanie's been in the industry for quite a while and she's had some great success, but I would love to see some of these characters in what is now going to be like this drama comedy, sorry, not sorry, have longevity, you know, like I, I want them to, I want you to be tuning in on a Thursday, anticipating the cast of sorry, not sorry, that looks like you for 30 minutes. Mm. So you can like escape reality. I love that. Needed. So, so needed. Like, yeah, yes. And you. I love that the fact that you're, you know, I don't even, they underdog because they're up and coming you know it's just they need that exposure they need that platform and you to have this story gives them the exact platform that we need to keep you know moving along this journey right for our south asian i mean there's so many out there and i feel like most when things like this happen it really irks me when you know people use you know the regular typical people you know yeah yeah so many other out there that need that spotlight not need but like that should be in the spotlight you know and they're disregarded and I love that you're using them yeah and it's also I think just like I will say what you're saying is so true and it's not easy like all, all I kept hearing throughout my journey as an author was Oh, make sure you send it to Mindy Kaling. Oh, make sure you send it to mm. Chopra. Like, here's the deal. Do you guys think that I have access to them? Like, do you think that back pocket is Mindy Kaling's address? Like, do you think <laughs> that I have access to these people? Like, it's not. And also, it doesn't mean that you didn't make it if Mindy yes. and Priyanka didn't pick up your book, right? Exactly. So I think that that's really important for South Asians to understand that those two, like Lily, um, Mindy, Priyanka, those are the three that I can think of off the top of my head, have done so much for the community. And they had little to no help at the time that they were, you know, becoming this creative person to get themselves in a space to be able to now like publish books, have production houses, 
all the amazing stuff that that's happened to them. But there are hundreds and thousands of South Asian creatives. You're a creative, I'm a creative. And it doesn't mean that our career is going to be unsuccessful if the three of them don't pick up our book or our story or our podcast. Yes. Thank you. I love that you mentioned <laughs> that. I love and it's it goes back to alignment, you know, not mm-hmm. and you have to find that character, that person that can fit that character, right? It's not just because of their big name shot names you're gonna get that's when the alignment gets off. You want to find that person that is completely aligned to that character that can deliver it properly too. And that's why it's really like those like Mindy and like Brianka. I don't see their personalities or their mm-hmm. acting really fitting this, to be honest, as well. Like, right. you want to find someone that actually aligns with the story, too. Yeah, and I never, you know, if we're being transparent, I didn't write the book for either of them. Right? So, yeah, you know, there you go. <laughs> that's, that, that's just the honest truth. Like, I think there are references that uh, one of the characters makes because Elion is a fashion stylist and he has styled Mindy, he styled Priyanka, he styled Lily. That's it. But I certainly did not make the book to land in their hands. I made the book for people like you, for people like myself, and for people like Melanie, who are going to now have another, I guess, like resuscitation in terms of being able to breathe air back into their careers because I want to see my book become something that's mainstream. And I did it because I didn't think that it was going to um, be make or break for me because it didn't get to um, Mindy. You know, it's like, it's like saying to um, someone who's a Caucasian author that you have to get to Reese's book club or else yeah. you didn't make it, right? Like, yep, that, yep, is yep. Ridic- that is actually ridiculous. That is a lot of pressure. And I, I'm telling you, girl, I would get DM after DM from strangers, even friends saying, oh, you have to get it to Mindy. You have to get it to Priyanka. And I'll just leave it at that. It's like, it's not that I don't want to, but don't put that kind of pressure on a creative to think that they have only become successful if those two to three people get their hands on something that you've made. Mm. I'm going to switch a little, like, how is, how is mental health during this time? I guess I know when people are telling you this, it's just like, you know, what the fuck? Like I made something appreciated, bitch. Like, (laughs) I know. Yeah. But it's, it's disheartening when your own community can sometimes be, you know, back like that when you know you're working on this and you are a successful author no doubt about that but these little elements you know how did you take care of it how was your mental health yeah that's actually great segue you get good segue points there (laughs) so um I think it was really up and down so I was on this high of just being this author who became this instant bestseller and I got a lot of Um, personal direct messages from readers from all over North America. And that really meant a lot to me. But then I did this thing that you should never do. Like I mentioned earlier, as a creative person is, you know, drink too much wine and then go through the black hole of reading your reviews. Mm -hmm. And I did that. And I just remember there was a couple of South Asian people who were just not happy with the book. And it's one thing to hide behind an identity as a troll and write how you feel about the book after the book has been given to you for free, 
right? So you didn't mm. even purchase the book. So therefore I'm getting $0.00 from your review that you're now going to place in an open forum for everybody to see because of your opinion, they are now going to decide not to buy the book, which in turn hurts my career, right? Mm -hmm. if, if they choose to do that. So I think that that was one of the moments where I really started to understand that there are going to be people in my community who are not cheerleading me. And then there are people like you and other South Asians who I couldn't even, like the love that you gave me, oh my gosh, I can't even describe it. It's just felt like, where did you guys come from? You know, like, what? Well, like, if we could all just be friends in real life, I know that we would get along. And I, I felt it from, you know, I got, I ended up doing some radio stations in Punjabi and my Punjabi is like terrible, but I did it anyways. Um, all across, yeah, and it was, it was like very Valley Girl, it was terrible. But um, <laughs> across North America, the, the number of South Asians that, in the media that came to me to interview me and were so happy outweighs the one or two people that spent you know an hour trying to troll me on goodreads and i just i had to really take a step back and understand that that's what happens when you're successful is there there is going to be haters and the haters can come from your own community and i don't need to go down that path because my mental health allows me now to weed out when someone is being nice and when someone's being mean and the nice is what matters so I, I i constantly give myself affirmations about how far i've come and how nobody opened the door for me how my agent was caucasian the publisher is caucasian i've never had a south asian person open any kind of door for me every door has mm -hmm. been slammed and i need to just remember that every single time that somebody decides to put me down so i feel like i'm in a really really good mental health space now and you know like initially when i wrote the book i was going through a breakup so mm. i wasn't in a good place either but the book got me into a good place so i feel like i'm way better than i was like a year ago <laughs> Mm. it's so like yeah mental health is so important during these kind of journeys because yeah it, it definitely I don't want to say make or break you but it it can essentially you know yeah, um yeah, if you glance yeah. poll but you're right you have to look at the positive that look where this is leading you you know you're about to show like oh my god <laughs> um yeah and it's not worth it like it's not worth it to fight off someone that you're never going to see who again yep. is like hiding behind a animated character that they've made just to create an identity on social media. And, you know, I actually feel bad for that person that they have spent their day writing six or seven paragraphs about their opinions on somebody they've never met and actually hurting their career and they're getting pleasure out of it because I would never do that to somebody. Mm. Yeah. I, I agree. And those people just stay behind. So exactly, exactly. So anyway, so you're are you dating now? Or are you in? <laughs> <Okay. ever? laughs> That's so funny that you asked me that. So um, okay, how like, how do I answer this? So okay, when I wrote the book, I was going through a breakup. And mm -hmm. I was devastated. Like I couldn't I actually needed the breakup agency. I needed a breakup agency Aww. to break me up with this guy. Cause it was just going back and forth and really was not in 
it was not going to be a relationship that was going to create anything that was healthy. And so that, that finally ended, sorry, not sorry came out. Then I rekindled something with an ex-boyfriend from a long time ago. And we're both in the creative space. And then that ended probably around November, December. And then over the course of when my book came out, this guy sent me a DM and he took a picture of my book and he said he bought a book for his mom and himself. And I just thought it was like the cutest thing, right? So we, we kind of were just like talking for the last six or seven months. And I finally, he'd asked me out a couple of times. I was like, no, 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 I don't even know you. You bought my book, thanks, whatever. I finally went out with him about a month ago and like we've been inseparable since. God. <laughs> It's like the it's the weirdest thing. It was like the weirdest thing. And he like I have to tell you, I don't know what your dating history has been like, but I always go for the bad boys. Like I always want you know, you know, right? And so and I always went for the guy that like undermined my career or was Mm -hmm. never like my cheerleader. And this guy literally a couple days ago I showed him my TV deck that we finished up at the production company and he read it from start to finish, offered some footnotes and was so proud of me. He was like, let me know what new hit send because we're going to celebrate. And I, I know I was like, okay, so this is like what I had to wait all my life for this guy. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. I know. I know it does. I, I really like, I wouldn't have met him if the book hadn't come out because he wouldn't have bought it. He wouldn't have heard of me. He wouldn't have found me on Instagram. Like there was no six degrees of separation. We would never have met. Wow. That is so, so you yes, know, I the, am dating. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you're dating. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful journey. Honestly, I think of dating as well in our community, like we're talking about marriage, but it, it's about finding yourself first, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to do what's best for you. And then those person or whatever is aligns with you when you're doing good you know and now you got your own little cheerleader that's amazing oh yeah no and I think you're right like there's so much pressure on our community in particular to like have this institution of success that's based around marriage so I don't I don't know sometimes I feel like when you get us get to a certain age particularly as a South Asian woman you haven't checked off that box, it kind of becomes like, oh, you have everything else and not this, right? And mm-hmm. I never wanted to feel that way. And I would, I hope that other women, if you're listening to this, and even if you're a man, I never feel that way. You never feel that just because you have an amazing career, amazing friendships, you know, amazing like travel, life, balance, whatever, and you just have not found that person that you're not successful or that you don't have everything in life. And because that the truth is that person is going to come and that person will not complete you. Like me meeting this guy doesn't mean that I'm complete now. I still have a lot of work to do on myself. I still have a lot of growth. I still have so many um, career like accomplishments that I want to do, this person's just adding to the value of the beautiful life that we're going to have. And it came at a time that I was ready for it. And I think that's Mm. important to remember, right? There's like, you know, there's a lot of pressure for us to get married. Oh, definitely. I mean, like going back to your, I don't want to get relieved too much, but 
it's it's healing it's generational healing when you mm-hmm. are able to because yes there's been love stories that have been lost and love story uncomplete love stories in past generations and i think our future generation really needs to focus on themselves and healing on their own before they bring on another person into their life and that's when i think magic happens and alignment happens with both individuals is when you're yeah. working on yourself you find that person then you you can create a whole empire together you know oh yeah and you okay what is so funny is I had a astrologer who did a reading for me in December and she used the word she said my power word for this year is alchemy which is magic and you just said the word magic so and I totally believe in that like I think that if you are with the right person the world that you create is magical, right? And of course, there's going to be ups and downs. And of course, you're going to have like your your issues and every we're all riddled with that. Like just think about the times that you've argued with your best friend and your sisters, brothers, whatever it is, right? That's going to happen with your partner. No relationship is like that perfect. Sorry, not even Jay Shetty's is. But the, the thing is, it's magic, right? Like everything that you are creating is magic because you get to start from scratch as many times as you want to. And I think that's the best part about being a creative, being in a relationship, being out of a relationship, growing, you know, taking time to be in love with yourself. It's all part of the magic of life. Mm, I love that. Thank you. (laughs) That is so beautiful. So moving forward, evening routine like? So now that I get to see somebody, it's all changed up. <laughs> Before it used to be, I would like literally walk my dog. I was like, okay, I'd have dinner, I'd walk my dog. And then I really got into a lot of self-help books and I loved just learning. So I'm big on like, you know, you can have your opinion about him, whatever, which way you want to, but I swear by Tony Robbins, he has led me to being able to create the best career for me over and over and over again. Each time I do his class, like literally, this is not an ad, I have, I have no relationship to Tony Robbins at all. I feel like my my career propels to the next level. So um, Lewis Howes, Tony Robbins, the woman who just created the It Makeup Empire. I've been reading a lot of self-help books mm-hmm. and that's where I was going with my evening routine. But now that I'm seeing somebody, you know, all that's changed up. So other things can happen. <laughs> a, lot <of> <laughs> magic, a lot of other magic can happen. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Are you guys doing a, a skincare routine at the end? <laughs> oh my God, he has like the best skin. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> why do you have such great skin? Like, why? Why is your skin so perfect? Uh, the it's, man's it's glowing, like, huh? Yes, totally. It's so crazy. So yes, and I do love that. Like, I love being able to do things that, you know, some people consider to be really girlish, but he's down with it. He wants to look as young as he can too. So that's a of bonus. Of course. Yeah. No, you know, it's working on your matter about what sex you are. You got to take care of yourself yeah it's true there's so many we're always like exposed to so many elements and at the end of the day like the the stress isn't just mind it's also working out your skin right your body everything yep you got to move everything your body mind soul everything. and when yeah, those things yeah. align i yeah magic happens because then you're able to work creatively you're able to relax fully as well 
um, mm-hmm. and work on the next step. Because I think when you're in that stress mode, you, mm-hmm. you're not able to relax fully, you're not able to create fully. So you're just like, yeah, you really just the not in the right space. But when you're able to actually yourself to feel each moment, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, and then you have someone to enjoy. It just makes things more magical. Yeah, exactly. See, magic. Magic is the power word of the year. Yeah, yes. I love that. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to uh, hold you up any more longer. Was there anything else you wanted to share with everyone? No, I just, you know, I really just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your reading space, whether it's on the shelf or, you know, you're with your family um, at the cottage on vacation. It really means a lot, all the support that I got. And I'm excited. You know, my second book is coming out next year. And Manisha is the, if you remember Manisha, she's going to be leading the second book. She's the main character in the second book. So um, she's going to be up to no good trying to find herself a man. God. So, okay. All right. Is that going to be part of the show? Is that not? It is. It is actually. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now I'm super excited, girl. (laughs) Manisha Manisha is a big part of the, the book the second book and a big part of the TV show. Mm, all right. Well, I'm here cheering you on. Keep doing Thank you. what you're doing. Thank you. Thank much you. love and great day, hon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And best of luck in everything that you're doing too, because without people like you, there wouldn't be places for us to listen and be inspired. So thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you later, hon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sharing Vision podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other lioness find the podcast. Stay connected with me on social media on Instagram at Sharing Vision, and while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get notified of weekly episodes, affirmations, healthy lifestyle tips vegan recipes, skincare product recommendations, and newly added Sharni Life's Monthly Book Club. I'll see you soon. Sashriya